You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I'm an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. And today we're already at the last episode of my chakra series, doing the crown chakra with Amber Baker. Welcome, Amber. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm always so inspired by you. And so I'm so happy to have you on to talk to my listeners a little bit about the crown chakra today. You're so sweet. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm honored to hear you say that. And I'm so happy to be here and just share everything and anything that I know. So grateful for that. I also just wanted to mention that Amber and I are both Capricorns. And we're both artistic and doing spiritual stuff. And I just want to point that out because I feel like a lot of people think that Capricorns are just super stuffy and doing very (laughs) business-like things. And I just wanted to point that out that we're both Capricorns that are artistic and spiritual. (laughs) Yes. And I think we both, um, did you, have you been studying interior design? I started in interior design and then traded and uh, transferred into uh, studio art. Okay. And so same with me. I, I graduated Otis College of Fine Arts, um, no, College of Art and Design. And I started in graphic design and then ended up moving to fine arts where I graduated from. So that's also really similar. So, so yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Amber and I have clicked since the beginning of the circle. <laughs> First time we were paired. So I'm really Thanks. happy for this conversation. Um, And part of the reason I wanted to have Amber on for the crown chakra was just that I know um, Amber is very connected to spirit and she does the Akashic records and channeling. And those are things that I associate with the crown chakra. And because I'm so used to seeing you just like in your element, I was wondering if there's ever been a time that you felt like you were not opening your crown or you weren't making those kinds of connections. Okay, well, Um, I guess for me, I think you've already heard about my near-death experience, and I know I've talked about it on other podcasts, but um, I have to mention it again to say that it was kind of like um, my whole life became different after my near-death experience, and that was really what opened up my crown chakra. So although I was very intuitive as a child and I did see spirit, and I had a lot of actually, now that I think about it, I was having a lot of um, angels and different beings come to me and tell me information. Um, It wasn't until my near-death experience that I really felt that, again, my crown chakra opened. And so since then, I haven't necessarily felt that I've had a block in my crown chakra. Um, I did have an experience where my head was tingling for like three or four days And it was an actual, I guess, intense opening of my crown chakra. I actually was like Googling, what are the signs of brain cancer? Like, I was like, should I go to the hospital? (laughs) Um, What is seriously what's happening? And, and so that was, again, like I said, just my crown chakra just kind of had a very 
um, momentous time when it just opened. And that was actually, that was not right after my near-death experience. That was probably a year after um, when I finally, I had become certified as a pranic energy healer. So I do believe that between the near-death experience and then being working with my own energy body and learning how to be an energy healer, um, which again, another similarity that we have, yeah. which I'm not, I think you know that I, I'm an energy healer too, but I don't talk about it that much. But that was the first thing that I did after my um, near-death experience was become certified in energy healing. And so I think that just by working so much on my own energy body, it must have done something to open my crown chakra. Um, so your question, I think, was if I had any blocks. Yeah, like if there's ever a time it wasn't open. So you're saying like you kind of always had a connection, but it was just that it opened more and you were more aware of it after the near-death experience? Yeah, and I think that also before that, I pushed away a lot of the spirit communication that was happening because I was afraid. I didn't know how to handle it. And I, I didn't even know... I just never allowed myself to really go forward with like really communicating with spirits. So I think I was probably, probably the one that was blocking my crown chakra for pretty much my whole life until honestly, I was 40 years old, which sound, I mean, yeah. So quite a while, it's been kind of the second chapter of my life that I've been working with spirit. That's so interesting. Yeah, I feel like mine is like in the process where it's like, I'm not fully open. There's still a little bit of hesitation there. So I can, I imagine that like the more obviously I work in the energy work, the more I do feel it opening. And there are days when I feel it tingling. So I can definitely relate to that sensation where it's like, okay, something's happening today. Like I can like feel it happening. Um, yeah. And, and I remember when I first really started to work with communicating with spirit, that used to be my sign for when I felt spirit that I would start to first feel my, my crown tingling. And then for some reason, just after time, that kind of just went away and, and it doesn't seem to happen anymore. Um, so, but I've heard many other people say that that's what happens with them too, when they start to feel spirit around. Yeah, I feel like that resonates with kind of when when it shows up more is when I've been doing more communication or like working with uh, clients or doing the practice readings. That's usually when it starts activating again, when I'm like making the direct connection. And then I was wondering, because now it seems like it comes so naturally for you, is there like anything that you do regularly to like stay open or to like make that connection? Or is it more just automatic now when you have the intention? Well, I, I do work a lot with my chakra system to every day clean negative energy out. I work through intention and visualization. So I, I clean, I ask to have my, my, um, the negative energy cleaned out of my chakras. And then I, um, I do, I did kind of develop, um, this little thing that I do where I just go one by one from my root chakra to my crown chakra and also up into my soul star chakra where I open and activate and align each chakra. Um, and I think that has helped me um, have a clear channel and really expand my consciousness because I do believe that our 
chakra system is that each chakra is actually consciousness and that's where our consciousness is stored so when we work with each chakra we're helping um, expand our consciousness and another thing that i do is um is also say out loud that i'm opening um my my channel which i believe is just our life force energy that runs along our spine um, i just say that i'm opening my channel and i'm ready to receive divine guidance and wisdom before each session and because i'm working um now more with doing sessions you know i guess in essence i'm working more with my chakra system and with you know my channel because i i do do that professionally um, before each session, but I, I don't when I'm channeling for myself and asking for guidance, I don't necessarily say those things, but I more so tune in in a different way. Like I just kind of open my energy field with intention, but more um, more subtle, more just like I guess after like you said, after a while with practice, you just kind of know how to just like tune in. That makes so much sense. It's interesting to, to hear your perspective of how you work that way. And like with each chakra, having a, having something with like spending time on each one as part of the process. I think that's such an important point because like now everyone's heard all of the other chakras and different people talk about their experience. But I think that's a good point that it's all one system and that you do need yes. to focus on them as if they're one system for the channel. Yeah, so so another thing that I wanted to say, and this is something that, that I downloaded one day because I was, I think I was focusing on, let's say my throat chakra, I don't remember. And and spirit did say, you know, what you just said, that they are all interconnected. So when you have an imbalance or a block in one, it's going to affect all of them. And more importantly, usually there's more correlation with like one and another. For instance, the when when we do want to communicate with spirit and channel, um, the three main chakras to focus on would be the heart and the um, the third eye and the crown. So so I I think that you probably have the same philosophy. It does take this open heart to start to put you in a space of um, faith and surrender to get out of your mind and get out of doubt to open your channel and really receive the messages so they all work together no that totally resonates in my heart chakra episode when it was just me talking i said that i, I feel like my heart chakra is what's actually been blocking my crown because yeah. i feel like for me, I have like a lot of blocks that I'm working on there. There's a lot of things that I'm working through. And then I was thinking about it when I've been doing these episodes, it's been helping me kind of think about my own chakras. And that's yeah. something that I came up with where I just had that as a download myself one day when I was going through my chakras and it was like, oh wait, like this is taking a while to clear and I keep wanting to open my crown, but it's like, mm -hmm. I need to open the heart before I can access that. Um, Absolutely. It, it's, yeah, there, it's just like we, it's just, it's just like consciousness itself. We're all interconnected. So of course our, our energy system is going to be working together and, and interconnected as well. So, yeah. And I was wondering too, because um, just speaking of channeling in general, like I can tell the difference now, like when I'm channeling information and when it's my own information, is there any particular way that you discern between the two when you're doing like channeling work? Um, so, so I guess if I were to say what happens when I'm channeling, 
Um, it's kind of like I have this spark of an energy vibration that I'm meeting and I'm, I feel an elevated sense um, within my energy field. Um, I usually sway with the energy or I talk really fast. The words don't seem to be my own. Um, and it's like a light trance state that I've realized I, I didn't really, you know, I haven't evaluated it too much, but I guess looking, you know, really looking at what I'm doing, that's kind of how it feels. Um, it, it also, one important thing that I feel I know I'm channeling is because I'm, I, I let my mind just go somewhere else. If I know what the mind feels like, the mind is attached to ego, the mind is attached to judgment, right? And, and criticism. So it's, it's just, I know, I guess I know how to shift out of the mind and get into the appropriate space to channel. And that has always given me confidence. Um, and there has been times where I kind of have my mind come back in and then I just have to shift back into um, a different space so that I can really receive, you know, wisdom and guidance from the divine realm, because I definitely don't want my mind's guidance. <laughs> I know what the mind feels like and it's not so fun and nice and <laughs> you know that's such a good point yeah it, you can definitely tell when your ego is like stepping in because it starts having that like kind of questioning feeling to it even if it's come, mm -hmm. something coming through that you're originally trusting and as soon as the mind comes back you're like why am I questioning this all of a sudden and that kind of is what happens for me when I when I'm trying to do that um, I know I've been working with doing more like longer meditations to try and get into to so that I can discern that feeling of the mind stepping aside. Is that something that you did as a practice in order to be able to discern that? Um, you know, honestly, I don't meditate in probably like the traditional way. My meditation is, is probably, um, I guess the way I meditate is definitely disattaching from the mind. Um, and so I, I feel like I meditate when I'm in nature, when I'm walking, I feel like meditation is just when I'm in the, the moment and when I'm like fully consciously aware of anything, anytime I'm in the moment. And that could literally be like this morning when I went to get my coffee, the window was open and I felt the cold breeze and I saw this rose bush that I have outside. And I just was, I felt so alive and grateful in that present moment. It was like, that's like meditation to me. Um, and, and also, you know, the, I think the goal of meditation is to be able to disattach from the mind. And I think that I've come to that place again, I keep saying it, but pro probably because of the messages from Archangel Michael during my NDE, when he came to me. And at that time I was so in the mind, I was so, allowing myself to be defined by my feelings and my thoughts and other people's feelings. And what, when he told me, you know, you're not your thoughts and feelings, you're the awareness behind them. You're your pure consciousness. I was able to somehow really understand that what it, what it is like to be the witness of and the observer of our thoughts and, and not to say that that's not part of us and we're experiencing those thoughts as real, you know, because I'm not, I'm definitely more about integrating the mind, body and spirit, but it is an important mechanic um, of channeling to be able to disattach from the mind because the mind 
puts you in separation. And when you're able to channel with unity and with full, like merging into the higher divine realm is when I feel like it's more seamless and you're just able to kind of like have that open the floodgates and just have all the information pour in. That makes so much sense. I feel like I'm very similar. I, it's usually when I'm just not trying to meditate that I get into that state more, like being in nature. Like you said, there's a lot of days where I'll just be looking at the window and then like, I don't know how much time has passed and I'm yeah. just I'm not thinking about anything. Um, I, I try more often now to balance where I am trying to do more meditation where it's like focused and then seeing the difference between the two. And I feel like it's been helping because I'm starting to actually realize when I'm in that state in both cases. Um, and then I was wondering, because you've mentioned a couple times, like about your near-death experience, and I know I've heard it, but I was wondering if you could just kind of explain like who the beings were that visited you and like how that helped you with that like crown chakra opening. So, well, what happened with my, I, when I was, I was having this asthma attack and I, it was in the middle of the night and I couldn't breathe. And I was just praying to my grandmother. So my grandmother is in spirit. And so she did come forward in the room and she, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just their presence just all of a sudden came to me and it was a knowing and it was more so that I didn't see if they're met them as figures. Um, so it was Archangel Michael and Mother Mary and my grandmother, and they surrounded me on my bed and they put their hands over me and they breathed into me and I, because I couldn't breathe. And so they, they did it, what they called a divine intervention. Um, and they breathed into me. And while they were breathing into my body at first, I was still in my body, but then I left my body like completely. And I became one with this light, this, what they told me was source consciousness. And they just were, um, it felt like mother Mary was holding the space in love. And it was Archangel Michael, um, that was channeling the messages. And so they, in that time, um, it wasn't necessarily that my crown chakra just opened in that time, but when I did leave my body and become one with source, um, I do believe that something shifted when I came back into my physical body. It, I don't even quite understand or know how to explain it, but um, I'm just not the same person anymore. And I just don't have, I just have this new awareness. And, and one thing I wanted to explain too, and the reason why I started to think of the energy centers as holding consciousness is because the way that they put me back in my body was through conscious awareness. And so they put my conscious awareness first into the crown and then back down into each chakras. And it was like a reassimilation of my energy, my consciousness into my body. And so that's why now I, I look at the chakra system differently. You know, like I, I told you before, I, I'm certified as a pranic energy healer, but they didn't really, I, I just didn't understand the chakra system in that way. Um, and so I, I believe it strengthened my consciousness or expanded my consciousness. And um, it was part of what allowed me probably to, to activate my crown chakra or just to be able to have, um, a more access, more, a more elevated state of consciousness, you know, after that. 
That's really incredible. And I feel like another thing that connects us is that I had an Akashic record. Well, I've had a few Akashic record readings with Amber, but in one of them in particular, I had a download before it that I was very sure that like Christ consciousness, unity consciousness, that kind of uh, concept was very close to my purpose. And I just read Mary Magdalene Revealed, and I've been doing a lot of reading around that. And I think something you just said when you were talking about how we're integrating like our body, mind, body, and spirit. That's something that's very clear in that book, how she talks about how Christ was fully human and fully divine. Yeah. But there's this idea of like unity consciousness where we are all connected. And mm -hmm. I feel like that ties in a lot to like what you were saying when you were in this energy at that time, um, just in that state of like, just knowing you were part of like source. Well, um, well I actually, what it felt like was my mind got bigger and my body got smaller and I just became one with everything. So I literally became one with source. And while I was in that state was when the messages were downloaded. And so I having experienced the feeling of pure bliss and euphoria when you're just one with everything is why I'm able to really understand so much now of like what it means to be divine and what it means to be interconnected and what it really means that we really are one part of a whole we are we are you know we are an aspect of source energy and so many times I felt so separated and isolated and different and and yeah and so after that experience I'm just able to feel and see everything different I really love that I feel like there is something about that where when I'm in nature or when I'm just when you're just you know when you just look at a person and you just have that feeling of just like you just have so much love for that person in that particular yeah. moment, like you're seeing them as like their highest self and like you're seeing. Yeah. And I feel like the more I've been focusing on that energy, because like I said, it was something that was like downloaded to me that I meant to be working with that and like tuning into that energy. And I just know that you, when you post about it or when you put something out there about it, I feel that energy from you. Just because oh. You are very connected to it because you have that connection. So I just wanted to kind of hear your perspective on that. So I appreciate that. Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was I wanted to say that that experience you have when you're when you're looking at someone um and you're experiencing just like a love or a oneness, it's kind of like that's when you're in unity consciousness and where you know there's that phrase like the light in me sees the light in you. And, and that's the state of awareness where you understand that um, you are, everyone is a reflection of an aspect of you, right? Like there's just, there's no, there's no, there, we're just really all one. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, I, I really, I like that you said it that way, that like, that's when we are experiencing unity consciousness. Mm -hmm. That was going to be one of my questions is like, is there a way we can just into that energy but I guess that would be probably the best way is like recognizing that in people that you see or practicing that spirit it is experiencing unity consciousness it's a state of being it, it's it's when you're in that awareness you're in that level of consciousness and we because we're multi-dimensional people we're always shifting in and out of dimensions so the the fifth dimension is unity consciousness mm -hmm. and although we might experience as 
times of separation where we're like thinking about, you know, something in separation and we were from our ego mind, we can also experience unity consciousness. So we have to be able to accept, you know, our human limitations while we're trying to transcend into being more open to holding the vibration of oneness and love. Um, because when we're fully transcended, you know, we're probably not going to be on earth. I mean, my, you know, we are moving towards the 4D, 5D and definitely Yeshua and Mary Magdalene were probably more of those enlightened beings on earth, but, um, you know, it's okay that we experience different states of consciousness and we are, you know, by by experiencing different states of consciousness that puts us in a different dimension. So it's like people can be operating on the fourth dimension or the fifth dimension, you know, or the third dimension, and we're still all on earth, but we're, we're, it's, it's from us. I think it comes from us, how we operate. I totally agree. That's exactly how I feel. There's days when I'm just like, in a certain vibration, like if I'm in nature or something, and I'm like, I'm definitely in like having like a 4D, like 5D <laughs> day, like where you just feel connected. And then there's other days where you're like, I am so 3D today. Like I am. Yeah. Just- yeah. And you're like down with it. You're like, I want to feel these feelings and I yeah. want to be sad and I want to, you know, just be moody. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, and I have that absolutely, you know, I mean, of course, like we all do. And yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing that lately I've been, I've been thinking about is really feeling the humanness of being human and allowing ourselves to feel the pleasure of, of, of the physical touch and connection, because this is where we experience that, you know, I mean, there is something also really cool about tasting food and like touching someone and having also like individual expression and, you know, that's, that's, you know, that can be great too, I guess. Yeah. I've been thinking about that so much because I've been thinking about like some big challenges I've had this year, but then also like these other things. And I'm like, you can only really have, like, this is why we come to earth to learn. Like it's because we have these experiences. So like, like you were saying, like some days you have to just be in your feelings. You have to be like, processing emotions and yeah like touching people and eating food that feels good and like having that human side just to balance it out and to like actually experience what being human is on earth right like right like we can't we are we are transcending or ascending like I do believe that but I I believe that um you know, yeah, like you said, it's just allowing our, ourselves to to experience the physical realm while we're really in it. We can't, you know, fully get away from from it. I don't think right now. Exactly. It would be really nice if we could, but yeah. but in the meantime, but, but it's an experience. It. Like it's an experience because we might be living another reality on the seventh dimension where you know it's just telepathic thought, or we might, you know leave this body and then yeah go live on another planet and we we don't have like the physicality so it's like we might yeah we might as well enjoy it I totally agree a hundred percent and I feel like the more I've been thinking about that the more I've had more spiritual experiences it's almost like I've because I'm in that like joy and gratitude of being human I feel like that's where that like heart chakra is starting to open up like that's kind of the bridge right where it's like 
being human, but feeling the joy and the gratitude to raise the vibration so that you're kind of in that like 4D more so than the 3D. In okay. Yes. Yeah. So when you were saying that something just kind of downloaded, it's like the, the state of awareness and the approach in which we're experiencing our physical reality. Um, I'm wondering if we are able to that's literally what it's like to be in 4D, 5D while experiencing the physical body. So it's not that when we're fully embracing like the physicality of touch and eating and all those things, it's not that we're in the third dimension. It's the awareness, the way that the state of awareness that we're actually in that higher dimension because it's, that's, it's our awareness of it, but it's almost like we're looking, we're viewing our bodies from this higher state of dimension. So we're still in the, so we're still in the 4D, 5D and we're still in the body. So that's really what the ascension process is. And in that, in that ascension process is when you're able to disattach from the mind and the body in a healthy, balanced way to know that you are not the body, but you know, you better honor your body. Like your, your, your body is your temple, right? Um, but you're not defined by it or, or constricted by it. I love that. I was getting like goosebumps as you were saying that. Yeah. I feel like that is exactly what I, I haven't had the words to express it, but it's like, I have those moments where I'm like very aware that I'm having a human experience and that I'm very grateful for having that experience. And that's exactly, I think what you, I think you just like hit the nail on the head. Exactly what I've been like. <laughs> well, that was yeah, that was probably channeled because it was a, it was like this, you were talking and then it was like, that's, and that's what happens when I feel like I'm channeling. It's a spark of, of information, like a download. Right. And it's just, yeah. I don't know who it's coming from. I know it's, I, I don't know if I have to know where it's coming from my spirit guides or, you know, some higher being, you know, but for sure, you know, I'm being guided, you're being guided, we're all being guided. Definitely. And I think on that topic, I could talk to you for hours about this. I know, me too. <laughs> My kids will be like, mom, we're hungry. It's yeah, seven o'clock. But what, just tying into that, I think something that helps me know that I'm being guided is when I have like synchronicities show up and I, as I, my podcast title is, I call them spirit crumbs. Do you have any examples of spirit crumbs that have showed up for you to lead you? Um, okay. So I have so many, I feel, I definitely feel like I live every day asking for guidance. And I'm also very aware of allowing things to like unfold and, and change. So when some, when one thing resonates and then it shifts the next day, I always like allow where I feel guided to be like, in like move move and flow right so but one thing was i guess how we found um our mentor danielle from the squamish medium um was such a big like impactful event for me because when so i already told you i had my nde i became certified as a pranic energy healer i started accessing the akashic records and doing readings and right away and i had all these amazing experiences working in the Akashic records and seeing my guides and channeling, but I didn't have any mentor for um, spirit communication. Mm -hmm. And so I put the intention out there and um, I met someone, it just 
did not work out. <laughs> she wasn't very nice. And then I just remember being pulled to go to look at podcasts. And I was like, I don't even listen to podcasts. And so this is definitely like what you're talking about, right? Like follow the spirit crumbs. And so I just, I think I was searching up maybe something and yeah, I just found Danielle and I started listening to her and I just thought, oh my God, she's so amazing. Like she's such big time. Like she'll never be my mentor. And I like uh -huh. messaged her and she messaged me back. And I was like telling my wife, she messaged me back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was so excited. And then we just connected and she definitely helped me a lot on my spiritual journey with, with um, spirit communication. And she's been really big in my life and now has become a, a good friend. And I guess that was just, I really needed someone in my life. And so I love that spirit kind of somehow nudged me to go to a place that I never go to, which was, you know, a podcast. Now I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. Now I'm like taking a shower. I literally, my phone broke because I put my phone <laughs> in the shower because I just couldn't stop listening to podcasts and it fell on the shower floor and it's like still shattered. So that's how much I'm into podcasts now. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah, that that's been one, you know, thing. I'm sure there's been many other. That's such a good example for me. I was same thing. I, I think her podcast was one of the first ones that I like binged where I listened to yeah. like all of it. <laughs> And then I was having this like awful day where I just woke up and was crying for no reason. And oh. I was like, this is so weird. It's one of those days where I'm like, this isn't even mine. Like I wasn't upset. <laughs> I was just crying. And I was like, this is so weird. And oh I like my. called into work. I was like, I'm being weird today. I can't come. And so I was like, fine. <laughs> I love and that. I'm being yeah. weird today. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm crying for no reason. And my boss is like into all this stuff too. She's just like, okay, it's fine. Like don't come in. We're fine. And then I pulled up my phone after I got off the phone with her and Danielle was live talking about the initiation circle. And I just was like, I'm going to join this. It was just this, I was like, this is what I meant to oh, do. Yeah. And then I was fine after that. It was like, yeah, bizarre. I know it was like, I couldn't believe that there was a community, you know, of like like-minded people, like still, excuse me, still to this day, like I don't really have spiritual friends in my community. So that's why, like, whenever we get to talk, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's so nice to have um, been, I'm still in her community. And it's really important, I think, that we as light workers have support um, and have someone to talk to because we need support too, because we're so, we support so many people. And, and sometimes we forget that, you know, like we need support, right? I Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I had the phrase come in my head yesterday. Um, in the middle of the day, the term healers need healing came in my yeah. head. And I was like, wow, that's such a good point. Like, I, <laughs> I like, it's such an obvious thing that you would think that I know for healers, people would assume, oh, they're getting healings all the yeah. time. But it's yeah. like, I don't remember the last time I like scheduled one for myself other than like a hey. little bit that I do for myself on a daily basis but like it's such a good point and and that's when you know it's your spirit guide talking yeah. right they just come in with these like one-liners that yeah. happens to me all the time and and you're just like wow this is like literally ascended master level and and sometimes it's not like you said it's an obvious statement but it's like the feeling that it comes with yeah. and yeah. the timing that it comes in like it's because you needed to hear that, right? 
yeah definitely yeah I was just like this is how it works this is (laughs) like I wouldn't do it unless I get it from someone else yeah I love that you also feel the same yeah. Um, and then I was thinking too, because speaking of like reaching out for healing or um, for readings and whatnot, I know that your readings have been really healing for me. They've helped me through, through some like really tough things I was trying to um, move through. And I was wondering for anybody listening who would want to maybe reach out, uh, what the offerings are that you have right now? Okay. Um, so yeah. So I do Akashic record readings. Um they're, you know, individual readings, one hour long via Zoom. Um, you can find all my offerings on my Instagram. It's at Malibu Medium. And so I have the Akashic Record readings. And I also do a mentorship um, package of how to read the Akashic Records. And that is three 75-minute sessions with in-between boxer um, support. And I really just help explain all the tools and techniques and all the principles and themes of the Akashic records, how to ask questions and how to read your own records. And then usually by the third session, um, I have you read my records to help coach you through knowing how to read other people's. And so it gets you to a good beginning level to start reading the Akashic records. And um, I also have a quantum leap coaching package, which is also three sessions where it's, um, it's, I'm basically, it's just three Akashic record sessions. And I'm real, I really help individualize um, what you want to manifest and what you want to work on. It's more of like an intensive approach to healing and transformation. And um, I do, I do energy healing and I do soul readings, but I'm starting to realize that you know, my read, I should just call them one thing. Like my Akashic record reading is like a soul reading, right? Cause I'm, I'm yeah, accessing your soul and I'm also doing energy healing. A lot of times I start to see where blocks are in your energy field. And also really because consciousness is, um, stored in, in your chakras, when you have a shift in awareness and you release a trauma, you're clearing out your chakras. So, um, I, I, I have separated those in my offerings, but I might just kind of make one session kind of just addresses whatever it is your soul needs. So yeah, so you could, um, if anyone wants to book, they could just go to my link in my bio. That is amazing. Amber is magical. So trust me, you want to check it out. It's so <laughs> and, sweet, thank you, Andrea. And thank you so much, Amber. I'm so happy we got to have this conversation. Hopefully we can have another one sometime since there's a million topics we haven't even touched yet. Yes, I would love to. I I would love to. I always love chatting with you and maybe one day I'll finally get around to starting my own podcast, which I have talked about for a while. So yeah, and then I'll have you online. That would be awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amber. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.